0: Well lads, how are you? How are you getting on? Good now, more sport this morning, is it? There's a fair (laughs) bit of sport, yeah, that's the common theme (laughs) on this Sometimes we squeeze in some other stuff, but generally
1: OTB AM, live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app OTB AM, with Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave, or your money back Neon Night Edition, available now Hey, James Tracy is with us. James, good morning to you. How are you? Thanks for having me back. Uh, welcome back. Um, Let's have been pretty good since you've uh, since you were last here. Yeah, like, not too bad. Not unbelievable too bad. the bits and pieces that they've managed to do with in in all different circumstances. The first team against Ulster, first day out, okay, it was like first game back. Second day out, absolutely sensational, and then the team in South Africa with the game dead it looked like totally gone from them they're like no no hang on a second we're we're Leinster we're going to win this game (laughs) it was remarkable
0: yeah I think I think a few of the, the lads well probably the majority of the lads would, would have been on that trip last year and, and uh, if you don't remember the, the Sharks game came down to the final play as well and you know it was, um, I was just injured that was, that was probably the week before the injury that finished me off but i uh, been part of the week and the prep that went in it was such a young team and uh, it was probably the proudest I've been after like a loss but we were just like I've never been so close to winning a game. You know, we, we were picking and going. You know, with inches to go, and and, uh, and that sort of pain, you don't forget that. You know, and I think you learn more from from your losses sometimes than you do from from wins. And I think that sort of uh, lesson would have been carried into okay. We've been in this position before. South Africa away. It's it's very very tough place to be. Let's just stick to the the process. And um, you know, so, like. Uh, Chris Cosgrove's fifty twenty two, like talking clutch, uh, that wins in the game, you know. But there was loads of little moments uh, along the way that w- that would have helped. But you know, when when the clock's nearly done, and you know there was a, it was a long kick, they were within their own half. A lot of people won't have seen this. It's unbelievable. It's. Unbelievable. It it goes to like, it goes inside the five meter line. Yeah, and it's traveling still. You know, it was it was one of the best fifth changes I've seen. Um, But purely because of the context and the execution of the skill. Um, But. You know, they you still got to you know get over the line from there. And I thought the composure from from quite a young team um, there uh, of just getting the job done and wearing the, um, um, wearing the defense down, and eking out a penalty. Um, you know, nicely it was under the post, thank God. Yeah. Um, just makes it a bit easier for everyone. But I feel like they would have scored. You know, if, if they had gone on a few more phases anyway, um, which is a great sign of the character of the team. I think maybe um, ten years ago.
1: Uh, when a a second-string team would be out and it would be so clearly a second-string team, we never really had this expectation that these players were going to then be expected to step up to Ireland level. But at the moment, the way players are stepping up and the way Hugo Keenan stepped up and the way Jimmy O'Brien has stepped up, you're kind of thinking any one of these players could actually end up, not any one of them, but like if you're the best player on that team at the moment and you're putting in those performances... Then you're not a million miles away from Ireland selection because of the strength and depth at Leinster is so great that if you're actually getting ahead of the player
0: ahead of you, you're playing at international level. Yeah, and uh, there's, a, there's a beauty in that, and, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a disaster at the same time because it's so competitive at club level. And you know, you could be playing pretty well, and you're, you don't get picked, and you know, you might be the second best person in the country in your own opinion. Yeah, but you're nowhere near the Ireland squad because they can't see you at play. Um, so that that's the downside. and The upside is when you're on the field you're surrounded by uh guys that are humming at the minute, a lot of guys like um Ringrose is an absolute flying form. He's even poaching balls. Um the other day against Leicester, um but I thought like uh, a player that stood out for me who who um who probably hasn't got the the Ireland plaudits was was Max Deegan in uh, in that game. He he had a few huge moments. Uh if you remember Chris Cosgrove's yellow card, um so he's in an offside position. He goes to intercept the ball. Anyway, he knocks it on. Yellow, it was a fair enough yellow car. But the ball goes past him and... Um they would have, the Lions would have scored in the corner. Like Max, he corner flags from about four people on the other side of the rook. He runs past about four of his teammates to hit the ball out of the uh, the Lions player's hand as he goes to put it down. And then they end up defending the sequence and exiting, you know, so they don't score. Yeah, you know, They're down a man, but they don't score. That's a huge moment in the game. And, and those are the little things that, you know... Um, make uh, the best players in the world as well as obviously being exceptional at your role but it's those little no-talent moments um, that you know will propel him on when he gets his chance and uh, I'm I'm delighted to see him doing that for for the group and being a leader at such a young age
1: What's that like in Leinster training where there's an obvious tier order of preference you might have world class players ahead of you in your position like is there, a, is there a case where in training you're like there's teachers pets and, and favourites or is it very much not really the case and that's not something that you feel in training necessarily
0: I think there's always teachers pets but at the same time like take your pick of pets uh, at the minute you know it's, it's just a great group and um, you know uh, I feel very privileged to have been in the building with so many of them and, and it's just a great era uh, at the minute but um, yeah of course I think like we'd all be buy- or lying if we didn't say in any group of people you always kind of have your fa- your favourites um, but they're favourites for a reason you know mm-hmm. they're they're exceptional um, professionals and uh, you know they show up on the weekend time after time It's some experience for those young players as well getting to Turtles of South Africa and, and just
1: feel that vibe of going off and having an actual couple of weeks where you have a couple the big teams like the, 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 these. These South African teams are, are serious opposition for those young players as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it's been a great uh, addition to uh, to now the, the URC. You know, whoever, whoever was behind getting the South African teams, it's been a huge success. Uh, and I know f- from my own experience of going over there, like we, it's a really, really hard place to win. Um, and you know, that's that's fairly cliche, but it, like it did it's a different style um, of rugby over there you know it's, it's so attritional mm. they're so combative um, and they have these absolute freaks of like backs and forwards their skills like you saw some of the tries the like yeah. it's unbelievable you yeah. know but it just comes natural to them it's actually it's quite French you know the well, flair that they, they have in, in a way but they go from this you know beating the hell out of you and then all of a sudden you know they they get a glimmer of a gap and then they're gone and they're back. they have these guys who are just like sprinters, why, why, why is the national team? Why does the national team
1: play such boring rugby then? <laughs> when they have all this incredible, it, it, it feels almost like they're repressing that part of their character when they get. To, maybe it's only the World Cup, and maybe and the uh, Lions and this time around they produce all singing, all dancing rugby. Unfortunately,
0: well, it was pretty effective for them. Uh, <laughs> it is, but you
1: feel like there's there must be some way. Like this French team, for example, has. Um, given DuPont and Entomac free free reign to do what they yeah. want to do while at the same time they have the big beast of the forwards and the giant centres and the um, they've got like they've managed to get that mix of it seems flair and power and with South Africa I've yet to see the flair like they'll have one winger who they will go okay you can you can do this everybody else crash ball crash ball
0: you know I'm obviously slightly... Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. the back three are pretty pretty yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but you got to understand as well that that's their, their chosen style and they've won the World Cup with that style. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to, to give up on um, a system that's been so effective for them. Uh, and... How do you stop? Like you know, you, you you can know what they're going to do, and it's so hard to stop because they just have these superhumans, uh, and then they have the you know the the Colbys of the world um, and Pimpy, and like just they just wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. They play the percentages, they kick the ball um, really, really effectively, and they play the percentages, and it's work for them. And it mightn't be the most pleasing. Uh, game to watch sometimes but it's so effective um, but yeah I, I would I would 10 times out of 10 prefer to watch a French team play um, than most of the South African game it's just because like as you said it's a lot of kicking very attritional you know it's not the most pleasing to the eye but my god is it effective yeah and then you see bits like that at the weekend and you're like hang on a
1: second there's definitely something here that um, I it didn't look like uh, stereotypical South African rugby at all so with that in mind when you heard the news that Stuart Lancaster's replacement was going to be Jack Nienabar, what did you make? What was your... Had you, um, heard, had
0: you heard any gossip about this? No, I hadn't so the... Uh, the As I, 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 you know, we alluded to the last time each team has like a phase of like where it's good to have someone come in I think it, it's uh, from the outside looking in anyway now It's probably a a really good addition in terms of my guess would be he'd fit into the defense side of things because he seems to be world class at that. So uh, Andrew Goodman um, would probably step into doing the full attack, um, and then you kind of have like a specialist in in each of the areas, uh, which I think can only be a good thing, you know. And and I have to give testament to Leo um, and, and where he's taken this team from you know when he, uh, you know, I don't want to say inherited it, but uh, we were not in a good place um, for a long time, and I think people forget that because we've been we've been um, dominant for for a long time. But um, the progression and always putting the team first, and I've been humble enough to pick some world class uh, coaches at, at, at um, certain things, and. The effect that's had on on you know the school system, the uh, clubs, and how they're playing, which is leading into how uh, the kind of conveyor belt that people are talking about that we have at the minute. I think Stuart Lancaster was a huge part of that, and, and um, he's going to want to leave his his legacy this year of of getting a win and another star. I mean, I, I talk about this a bit, but I, I do think that like you can't
1: underestimate the lack of ego that Leo Cullen has in bringing people in who are genuinely world class because he knows that if if Leinster's defense next season is incredible and they win a the European Cup off the back of it, Leo's not going to get the credit for that in a way that like he could be putting himself forward. And well, you know, he's not—he's the exact opposite of a Jose Mourinho figure, and it's far more successful over a long
0: term yeah and it's his strengths um he, he do, you know he has, he's created a role now where he he plays to his strengths and he allows he enables whoever he brings in to be the best uh, at what they're very good at. and I think that's the environment like anyone want to work in. It's like, yeah, what are you good at? You do that. And you know we'll find you know someone else will do what they're exceptional at and and you know we 'll all go on this journey together and and his man management and everything like that you know it's listen i'm i 'm praises here you know we've all had tough conversations as as players with leo, but when you take your personal side out of it, you realize it 's all for the bigger picture you know it's it's about the team and uh He's been he's been you know really successful so far at, at plugging the right people in and, and picking the right foreign players, as well as the the young talent and giving them opportunities as well as getting the right coaches in. Um, I do want to just ask you about Prendergast before we move on. Um, well, you yeah, know he's very good. He's very good. Yeah, good <laughs> Newbridge exciting. College man as well. Uh, very, very exciting. Yeah, no, he is. He, he's he's. Um, He's really shown a lot of a lot of promise, and, and I think he's young, so we can't get too carried away in terms of like putting the hype train behind him just yet. Um, we kind of yeah, I know he wants it. I know he wants it, and listen, it's warranted. He's 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 showed up. You know, every time he's got an opportunity, he's been class um, for either like whether it be the twenties or you know like nice handy away trip to South Africa for your first whole start. Mm. Like yeah. No problem. Yeah, no he's listen, he's an exceptional talent and he needs to be nurtured. It's 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 you don't want to get you know thrown too far in the deep end and and root a player. He's got a long, very good career ahead of him. What looks like he's starting off in an unbelievable spot. He seems to have all the attributes. He's he's tall which which can be um you know, he's a big man. He's yeah. a, lot, a lot to fill out. Yeah. So that's also a good thing. Not that you want your 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 tend to be a crash ball merchant, but again, it's it's just another. It might be useful. It might not be. But like, yeah. it's probably better to be told than it is not. <laughs> was the was the expectation in Newbridge College that he would come through and, and reach this potential? Was the talk about him? Yeah, like he, this for years was it? Was it common? Yeah, he would have been uh, earmarked as uh, an exceptional talent. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty. It's, he's he was the same player in school than he is now. You know, right. he's, he's just yeah, he's a baller and um, he's a good that jink head and the shoulders for a ten.
1: Yeah, we don't we 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 haven't had one of those really for a long time.
0: Yeah, well, listen,
1: our halves haven't been too bad now. No, no, but I, I have <laughs> I have I obviously world-class, like generational talents, but like it's kind of a Tony Ward thing that he has that... Um, it's our 10s, I think, and I don't know enough about the uh, rivalry in the 70s and 80s, but... Um, Tony Ward had that kind of like I'm going to Leo Messi you, whereas the rest of them are like genius kickers and seeing space and putting players through with their hands
0: yeah and I, th- I think it's amazing now we have another uh, another option in terms of a bit of variety and how we play the game uh, but like we've got loads of, of like good uh, cool ball players out there like Harry Byrne you, you know don't forget about you know how talented he is as yeah. well and um, you know w- we were quick to forget when um, when Ross and uh, sorry Frawley as well like there's there's another he's a little bit different to the other two you know it's just um, what makes the you know it's, I, I talked about kind of like um pairings in, in the front row and kind of balance what makes uh, either the Leinster or Ireland team what's what's the right fit and uh, now we have it seems like loads of options and, and hopefully there'll be a, f- a few more young guys coming up in the other provinces too that are uh, going to shine You picked an alternate 15 for us for Leinster just to show the strength and depth at the moment and
1: um, this is for an imaginary fixture against the first team of one of the other provinces is that fair enough?
0: Yeah, but also it's it's the team that trains against uh, the you know the Leinster first fifteen as well. And I think that's probably an advantage uh, that that doesn't get talked about enough that, that we have where our training quality is so good because we have uh, you know guys who've come up through the ranks and, and are now at like international grades, if you if you want to say. Um, How much contact is happening in those training sessions? not not like we managed very well right yeah like the if you think you're trying to peak at, at the weekend and there's, there's loads like I, I have friends who moved on to different clubs and, and there's different ways of doing it but traditionally uh like a Tuesday we'd have a, a little bit of a hit out that'd be our kind of heavy day but apart from that there wouldn't be like much contact whatsoever And and like there's reasons for it you know you're talking uh, injuries um, but also uh, it's the longevity it's a long season there's yeah. a lot of big games and you're just getting over it um, How long is that intense Tuesday session? Is it short? Is it, is it- short, short and sharp like the like the contact part like we're only doing um, you know you might you might never do full on but you know you're doing units and all that sort of stuff um, but yeah like the whole session like I don't want to get it wrong but it's probably like Seventy minutes, sixty, right. seventy okay. minutes. It's like it's not long, yeah, you know. But some some provinces do two hours. Uh, some teams do two hours. Sorry, not provinces, but um, that's a different way to do it. Like there's loads of different ways of, of of training, but we've always kind of been short and sharp. Now I say I'm not hundred percent if it is Charlie Higgins would probably have my head for calling it out, but I've no idea. But it's definitely not long. Okay, it's, it's uh, short and intense. Okay, let's look at the alternate fifteen. So your front rows: Healy, al Alalatoa.
1: Your uh, second row is Baird and Jenkins. Yeah. And then your back row is Ruddock, Connors and Deegan. And Scott penny's looking at this going, What do I have to yeah, do?
0: Yeah, and do like things? again I was kinda <laughs> him and on of who who do you who do you pick there? But I, I think um Connor has been injured for a while and he's a very good player but like Penny he's got an unbelievably bright future ahead of him he need, all he needs is a, a bit of a break yeah um, I think he's improved he's an unbelievable man for a try um it's yeah just some people like like uh, can sniff them out he, he seems to be one of the uh, one of them um But he's he's again another like really big talent. But uh, I think Connor is like if you remember he burst onto the scene for Ireland and he's just a string.
1: a a
0: string of really really bad injuries, Uh, and I think he complements that back row really well. Um, Rulock and, and uh, Max would be really good line-out options um, you have kind of like a big lock um, in Jenkins uh, Baird we've seen how dynamic and everything he is uh, love the balance of that front row um, and then very experienced in uh, Healy
1: and al yeah is there much depth coming up behind them in, in terms of props
0: yeah 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 like well I, again uh, like Ed Byrne you know, is an exceptional. He'd be a, a starter week in, week out. If he, if he was in a, a different team or province, uh, he's been very unlucky. Um, Yuvak y- Kapiladze scored uh, the yeah, other day. Very yeah, great dynamic there. Yeah, but also very good scrummager. Uh, he's from Georgia, which is a, I don't know, a blanket state to all, but like typically very good scrummagers, and they are. There's big men and, and love. um Love scrummaging he's, he's really gotten very good on his, his technical side of things recently as well you have Tom Clarkson coming up in a tighter prop as well um, Mikey Millen at loose head like there's a, a few guys who are putting their hand up there um, uh, obviously Luke McGrath and Frost Byrne are your 9 and 10
1: this is assuming that Sexton is in the first team if Sexton if Ross Byrne is in the first team uh, who is the, the what the depth chart I presume is Harry Byrne at the moment it's Ross and Harry really or is it Frawley
0: yeah I don't know I can't answer that so it w- I think it would depend on uh, who's in, in better form at the time and, and who you're playing against right. um, but yeah you, you would probably say it's Harry than, than, uh, than Frawls. but like you could put Frawls in 12 uh, you could play both of them together like that's the thing with, with Frawley he, he could play um, in multiple positions very very talented guy Um but yeah you'd probably you'd probably have the two burns um, yeah i have Frawley probably next in at 12 but also it's kind of like a and or other for you know uh, for 10 but you'd probably yeah. have yeah Harry in there y- y- having Frawley in the squad like
1: he might be ahead of Harry in terms of the match day 23 because he can play multiple positions like you yeah. can play him full back you can yeah. play him 12 it's um, just good and bad at, at certain stages in your career because at some point you want to be like no I'm um, first choice here
0: yeah it is it is and uh, yeah, I've, I've been lucky that I've never had that because you're either you like Hooker unless you're Dan Sheehan you probably play in the wing and other places <laughs> but uh, the Hooker you're just kind of nailed into one but Jimmy O'Brien uh, he kind of falls into that category and it's been good for him you know it's, it's, it got him into um, into into squads uh because he can play anywhere but also he can play anywhere at a very high standard Yeah, uh, that's also important you know it's kind of been exceptional uh, when you do get in there and I, I think he's flying at wing and that's probably I didn't see that one coming I saw it like he could play 10 he could play 12 play 13 15 and I was I wouldn't have had him as a wing but he's been exceptional at wing uh, like really sensational since the Six Nations as well where you're kind of thinking okay
1: he's been on The fringe of a team, he's been in a squad, he's just been on the verge of being in squad. But then I wasn't quite sure if Larmer was ahead of him or not. But the Leinster selectors are obviously know you are ahead and oh, off you go. And um, he completely justified his uh, selection the last day,
0: yes. And I think again, that's game time, you know, like that's the, we're talking about the um the bitter side of having such competition when you're in the window and you're playing especially for Ireland you're automatically kind of ahead when it comes back he showed himself as as a winger for Ireland Jimmy has so you know why wouldn't they give you the opportunity when you're flying he's in flying form yeah. um, and I feel like it's it's a it's such an asset as well, having a left footer on the field um and I think that's an important reason i I was kind of him at on whether to to put Osborne in with Natalie, but I thought it was a better balance having o'Brien there um so you've got him at thirteen in your team right? i've got him at thirteen yeah so i i I probably would have preferred him at, at uh, full back maybe but I feel like it's probably a better centre partnership the two of them um, in terms of their attributes and, and uh, the balance of kind of um, what they're good at and, and where they could attack the best you've got Kearney at 11 it's Tom O'Brien at
1: 14 and Larmer at 15
0: so, uh yeah, I think Tommy O'Brien he's he's had a long uh, injury run, but I think he's another one that, that probably hasn't got an opportunity. He he is sky's the limit for him. You know, he, he comes up with big moments. I remember that he won't tackle the year last year with a, a try saving tackle in the corner in the RDS and he just comes up with big moments and, and loves it. Um the he had a huge poach uh, against the, the Lions, I'm not sure if you remember, but like it would have been uh, they had a big attack. Um Made made a line break through a uh, bit of poor defence. He comes up with with a poach that again was it was kind of like a, a turning point in the game. And you talk about like momentum swings in that Leicester game. There was a, when Kaylin got, got a, the yellow card. There was a seven man scrum. Uh, Leicester seven man scrum it was about fifty minutes and. Uh, it's kind of the ball game. It's the ball game. Yeah, that's it. And you're thinking, okay, so you've you a decision to make as Lance. There, like, do we put eight on, and we're screwed? We're either open for fifty twenty two. We're going to probably concede fifty meters if they attack, um, but we won't concede a scrum penalty, or we back our seven to maybe hold it out, uh, and you know we're strong in the back line. And, and they went for that, but I'm not sure. I remember. Uh, many scrum penalties against a scrum as good as Leicester where you have seven versus eight and you, you win the penalty. I think it's a real sign of the... The maturity and the confidence of this group um, it, and like I remember last I was talking about you know do I what do I miss about it those sorts of moments of like your backs against the wall huge scrum you understand that, like when you're in that the context of if, if they get a penalty here it's now it's 17 10 there we're defending versus we're kicking for goal and it's 20 points to 10 and, and all of a sudden the game is swung massively yeah. in our favour mm-hmm. am I right in thinking that's the one that furlong comes up and has the and he's totally yeah. purple <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think they were all giving it the big one but as you said like those moments they're like there are some of my big scrum penalties and uh, turnover penalties they're, they're, you can't if you could bottle that up and sell it how does that team that you've picked fare against the Irish provinces the Irish provinces at full strength I think it would be very competitive. I I genuinely think it would have a very good chance of of uh, of winning the URC. Um It's ridiculously strong. Yeah, when you look at it like yeah, and, and I th- I'd like to you know you'd nearly like to see it in a test environment to see how it would get on. Um, it, the only reason I say that is you know the that like that the go to that team will have played a lot of the provinces and will have played a lot of the other teams and beaten them. So I think like the it's not my opinion. It's kind of like. It's it's been proven as well that they would be very competitive at uh, at the URC level, but again, it's 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 hearsay. You know, we'll we'll, we'll never get to to see it unfold properly. But um, yeah, no, it's a it's a very strong position for do them to be in. Do you feel like the gap between Leinster and the rest is is narrowing or is it getting bigger? Um, I I, I yeah, hard to comment on. Yeah, you know, it's it's intangible really, but I think. Uh, like if you look at Munster, they're in like a, a rebuild phase at the minute. There have a few uh, really exciting young guys uh, coming through the ranks. I think Connacht, you see Scott Fardy uh, signing for him. I think that's a great coup. Um, you will doing as well. What's back. Fardy like? Uh, he's a legend. R- really good pal of mine. Um, he's exceptional around mall, uh, line-out, detail, of all that sort of uh, combative side of things. He's the experience of being a World Cup finalist. He, he, he was one of the Like leaders in Leinster for that year and like following years, he just understands uh, having your back against the wall, uh, going into kind of cauldrons, how to deal with those scenarios. Um, I think it'd be brilliant for a lot of the younger and experienced guys in Connacht, Um, because like a lot of the time they go in as underdogs, and I feel like that is. He'll, be, he'll relish in that and, uh, and understanding how to motivate those guys and giving them little, little tricks of the trade. Yeah, you were concerned a little bit about what the post-Andy Friend life was going to be like for Connacht, but they have put together a really good
1: coaching ticket and it feels like they've, you know, global influence, local understanding, um, Muldoon going away and coming back. I think that's always very powerful. Like, um, you know, you go away to a high-performing environment and you come back and you bring what you've learned, but you also fully understand exactly where you're from.
0: Yeah, 100% and and I think we have we've had that with uh with Andrew Goodman uh you know he's gone and worked in uh some incredible environments uh, you know crusaders and um you look at like Shawnee, who's gone away as well. Um, so, from my personal experience, I think that that's been amazing of learning from different things. And you look at like the likes of Raj um, and where he's gone, and, and uh, he's learned so much. And, and hopefully, at some point, he'll be back in uh, in Ireland coaching, maybe in the, in the long term. Uh, it doesn't look like it'll be in the short term. No, not at the moment
1: because things are going too well. Um, very quickly, and uh, I, I, it's impossible to do justice to, to lose in, in two minutes here, but um, <coughs> for all of Leinster's brilliance at the weekend, Toulouse were just as good, if not better. So, yeah. like, this is not in any way a gimme, and yet everybody's already talking about the final in Dublin, and I'm just always a little bit concerned when that happens where it's like... <sighs> Are we, this is DuPont yeah. this, is, this is like you know there there are very few people in world sport as dominant and brilliant as DuPont is and so you know uh,
0: beware yeah and he's he's like been nominated as world play of the year and won world play of the year and like for good reason like he is uh, almost unplayable uh, when he's in top form but if, if you look at just the moments he has like some of my favourite um training weeks have been preparing to play against them because it's almost like herding sheep you're, you're like you're, everyone's just constantly on guard you're trying to stay connected but it's it's mentally one of the most exhausting uh, games you'll play because you always when the ball goes over there normally if you're in the middle of the field you're thinking okay just get back in the line guy left and right of me okay now what do I see in front of me let's come forward and attack but with with teams like French teams especially with Dupont teams you're also thinking okay but it's probably going to be an offload back inside and then and he's going to sidestep two people. And then all of a sudden there's a line break over there. So it's you're hilarious. just always like cor- a corner flagging there. at the same time, then they can attack you back over here. And, and if you watch uh, the French, how they play, they'll almost, you throw a blanket over them. Um, and their forwards will be like bashing up, bashing up, bashing up. And then within a split second, they're fanned out wide. And you, you have like some amazing talent and flair But at the same time, within the close, there's little offloads and there's intricacies of of how they do it. Also, they have an exceptional mall, um, and I think that's another area where Leinster need to be wary. Is they're really good at building the back corner of the mall. So, um, if if you're watching, you'll see they'll be very strategic about putting like their tight head prop and one of the big guy on the kind of open side of the mall at the back, and they're very good at kind of either pivoting around him um, or building the mall through him and getting it forward. And I think that's something we'll need to be able to stop as well as the flare and, and staying alert for uh, DuPont and Mac Ramos okay. like you've We'll come back to, to um, the, the full preview of that,
1: but certainly it's time for us to begin the build-up and start getting excited about it because it is like two of the most exciting teams in the world playing against each other in hopefully a full house.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the most exciting fixtures this year on the international stage was the French-Irish game. Oh, yeah. Let's hope we have like a repeat of that where you've just two, a big slugfest of like two really good teams that want to play really exciting rugby.
1: Yeah, absolutely sensational. Like when you think about it, um, it was the two best teams in the world playing against each other and the hype actually didn't do justice to what the fixture was and so we've got another 10 days or so of building up to this one so um, fingers crossed James great stuff great to have you back thanks a million OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now